Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to the Rich and Rich Entrepreneurs Blog Talk Radio Show for Tuesday, 29 December 2009. I'm your host, Desiree Richardson, and I'm coming to you from North Chicago, as I do every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tonight we have the author, Jeremy Williams, who we will be interviewing. He's the author of Push Nevada and the Vicious Circle, Scenes from the Random Life, and also Detroit, the Black Bottom Community. He has a B.A. in history and is pursuing an M.A. in African-American studies. One of the things that I really enjoy um, about doing this show is that I have the opportunity to talk to some pretty incredible people that are really working on whatever their craft is. The last couple of shows, what we've had on, we've had um, a couple of authors that have come on. We had Adria Young and Tracy Christian last week, um, Jeremy Williams this week. And if you know anything about um, the Blog Talk Radio um, show for Rich and Rich Entrepreneurs, what we're doing is that we are featuring members of our network. And so we will have members on that will have businesses that range from being authors and many, many more. So just stay tuned with us, and um, we will bring you the best people that we can. Hi, Jeremy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Ms. Richardson? I'm doing really good. I just kind of introduced you and kind of went over Rich and Rich Entrepreneurs. Um, I kind of let my listeners know, again, that this show basically is for our members who are on our Rich and Rich Entrepreneurs Network, and those mm-hmm. members range from musicians, artists, small business owners, Avon reps, Mary Kay reps, you name it, I have it on my network. So we're cool. really, really Great. glad to have you tonight. So Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So tell us, what made you become a writer? <laughs> wow, that's I know, a that's a cliche. Question. We're gonna get we're gonna get re- no. we're gonna get through all of those cliche questions first and get really to the meat of things that, you know, we really want to hear about. We've got to get these out of the way because people always want to know. Sure. Sure. Um, what made me want to become a writer? I think I was just born one. I think writers are born, really. And at some point, they arrive, they awaken and say, hey, okay, this is what I want to do, and they never can put the pen down. So same thing happened to me. I just I, thought, I started writing when I was very young, maybe nine, poetry, went to high school, wrote plays, and did a newspaper articles throughout the transformation, really. Uh, uh-huh. And then wrote a book, too, as you know. And when did you? When? Well, how old were you when you wrote your first book? <sighs> wow, my first unpublished book. I might have been 15, but uh, last year, what, what year is it? 2009, 2008. Last mm-hmm. year, I wrote my first book, published, and then this year, I wrote uh, an academic book, uh, like a history book, okay. a history book. So, and uh, and I'm going to keep writing. Well, I get paid you know, for it and now. I noticed that that history book that you actually wrote that that was more um, that was also geared towards the Black Bottom community as well in Detroit. Yeah, that I mean, that's the subject, Black Bottom. Yeah. Okay. Now that book that you wrote is that available? Like in, I was actually looking for that one because you know I'm not a history buff or anything like that, but I like hearing about you know our cities and, you know, what's going on. I thought one of the interesting things that I read in one of the reviews is that Billie Holiday actually came out of that area. 
So that history book, is that something that's, like, available through a university, or where do you get that from? Well, interestingly, uh, I just got a letter from the publisher, and it is in the process of being integrated into university curriculum. But it's available, of course, online, my website, Amazon, and it's, since it's a local regional book, it's available in any Barnes & Noble bookstore, Walden Book Borders in Michigan, and uh, other mom-and-pop stores throughout the Detroit area. Livonia, some suburbs, and all of that information is at my website. But it's, you can walk into any store and get it okay. in Michigan, in Michigan. Okay. And, you know, I was very, very interested in that. So the Black Bottom community, um, Detroit, it's actually named that because of um, the soil. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people believe it's because of black people. It didn't really become a black area significantly until the the late twenties, early thirties. Uh, as we know, Cadillac settled in in seventeen oh one, the French, and then uh, mm -hmm. then uh, the, the second European immigration movement of eighteen eighties, where you got the Jews, uh, Russians, and Italians, and Greeks, and Polish people, Irish, of course, coming in. They were Europeans were the first settlers, and that's that's why the first chapter is, is uh, called European immigrants because they they settled Black Bottom first. There had always been Black people there. Cadillac brought slaves with them, for instance, and there were always uh, Blacks running away. The Underground uh, Railroad went through Detroit, so there were always yeah. Blacks in small numbers, but not to the degree it ultimately became a, a Black area. So what made you do this type of book? You know, what was the what was the thing that drew you and you just knew, hey, I want to write about Detroit, the Black Bottom community? Well, I grew up hearing about it all my life, born and raised in Detroit. There's always the stories. My mom and dad went to their first, uh, went on their first date to the Flame Bar to see Billie Holiday. So I, I was always hearing about Black Bottom. And then uh, after I'd uh, gotten a degree in history, I wanted to, and I realized that, there wasn't a lot in the historiography of uh, Detroit. Nobody was really talking about Black Bottom. They were mentioning Black Bottom, but there had never been a book on it. And like any egotistical historian, I wanted to be the first to do it, really. Awesome. Yeah, you know, one of the things that um, I was looking at, you know, I was just thinking about when you said that, that you looked and you didn't really see a whole lot on the Black Bottom, just a little bit, and you wanted to be the first because, you know, with entrepreneurs, and that's what I am to to my soul, and also, you know, I love reading, you always want to find a niche. And so you want to find sure. something that somebody hasn't done because if it's been done and it's been done too much, then, you you know, that boat has kind of sailed. So I think uh, that's awesome. Sure. Now, the other book that you also have, and we're going to come back to this one because I'm really interested in this one. i got some more thoughts on it. You also have um, what's called the Push Nevada, the Vicious Circle. Push Nevada and the Vicious Circle, Scenes from a Random Life. That's the name of that. It's my first novel, really. And with that one, I was actually looking. And one of the things that I wanted to know is that when you're writing about Push Nevada, that's the character that the, that story is basically based on and what he's going through. Are you there? Yeah, Hello? I am. Yes. Yeah, it's about a guy who, really it's about a guy who's, 
a lot of things are happening. He's going through a midlife, what he thinks is a midlife crisis, crisis, and he's at the point in his, in his life where he's beginning to question uh, not just the direction of his life, but in the sense of looking at religion, sex, uh, definitely, definitely religion and, and, and sex and people and relationships. And what happens is uh, he has a random meetings at this bar with a group of his friends, intellects, and they are talking about everything from philosophy to poetry to writing, sex, everything. And that ultimately is really the context that a book is bar called Willie's Place. And there's a chapter called Willie's Place. And, you know, I was actually, I was looking at it and, you know, and I was kind of, I was thinking about it and I could kind of picture it in my head, you know, a cafe somewhere in Detroit, you know, with, you know, this group of five that are getting together and they're talking about whatever. And I'm sure, you know, within that group of five, you've got those that are a little bit closer than the others and, um, it wasn't really like that. They all were on the same level. They all, it wasn't any behind the scenes thing, really. And I don't, <laughs> I don't want to give too much of the book away, but yeah, they were all, definitely. yeah, they were all on the same level. Uh, and a lot of interesting things happened uh, uh, in the book, in in the process of this guy finding himself, really. And this is and by the end of the book, book huh? Go ahead. I was just saying, this is your latest book, so Push Nevada, that's your newest one. No, no. The, the newest one, which just came out in October, is the Black Bottom book, Detroit, the Black Bottom Community. Okay, that's the newest release. Okay. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, you know, I kind of think about, you know, whenever I have a writer on or, you know, with anybody with their business or anything is, you know, what kind of advice can you give to the next person? If you had somebody that was looking at, you know, wanting to uh, be a writer, what kind of advice could you give them, and how would they actually start? You know, the first thing to to do is to to write. To a writer is really one who writes, really, to always write. And then with this whole new technological thing, there are many ways to get your writing out into. Uh, public attention, you, you know, you have blogs and the Internet's just open up, a, open up a whole new avenue of how writers can uh, uh, put their writing out there and get feedback, whatever the feedback is. So the first thing I would say is write. Don't really work. Don't write to publish. Uh, I think if you stick with it and you're serious about it, then at some point you're going to publish, whether you self-publish or get a contract or whatever. Uh, but to focus on writing and another very important because I review books too, and I see this problem all the time. But just as okay. much as you're, just as much as you're writing, then you should be reading too. Uh, exactly. Just writing and reading, studying the craft, and but writing is very important, and reading they go hand in hand. So that's what I would say. Don't worry about when the time comes where where you feel as though you're polished enough to present it to the world, so to speak. Then you'll know. But just start writing. It's good to to put it out there in the Internet and find some kind of uh, group of, of people whose opinion you respect mm-hmm. uh, that can give you feedback, critical feedback. Uh, you can always find somebody to say, oh, I like it or I don't, but to get critical feedback as well throughout this, uh, you know, process of writing and honing your craft. And, and that's easy to do. 
So right now I love reading, so I read all the time. I read everything. My husband always, he kind of makes fun of me because I can grab it up and I can start reading. It doesn't matter what it is. I just like to have something in my hand, something around that I can read, you know, and if I'm around the house and I'm like, you know, surrounded with a bunch of books and plus my Internet. So I can do that, but as far as, like, writing, I wrote all, like, my papers in college and everything like that. Do you think that that will give me enough to, you know, go ahead and move forward and write something? Well, it depends on what you want to write. There's a difference between academic writing and, you know, creative writing, for instance. Uh, it depends on uh, or novel writing or whatever. It depends on what you want to write. But, yeah, you know, that's definitely a good start. Yeah, sure. Any Any kind of writing – is good, you know, whatever kind of writing it is, uh, it's, it's good. Again, just continue to write and, you know, tighten, tighten up your skills and, and, uh, and to find some kind of community of like-minded people whose opinions you can, you can trust and respect. That's very important. Critical people, critical readers. Since you mentioned communities, what kind of communities do you actually belong to where you, you have the opportunity to be surrounded by, you know, writers? Well, I, at this point, I, I try to surround myself with other uh, authors, of course, Adrian Young, Tracy Christian. Uh, uh, then I'm a member of the Detroit Writers Guild and online there. Uh, uh, <laughs> my first novel, I would post uh, excerpts of various chapters on Black Planet. <laughs> and oh people, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, get it out there however you can. Uh, but at, at the same time, I have uh, friends, you know, who have degrees in English, for instance. And I never, I'm very cautious about those types of people letting them read my work because they're going to come at from a completely different, you know, academic, technical, academic perspective, and that's not always uh, what I'm looking for. You definitely want to find a community of of writers. Who's work, and then you know, general people, you know, your, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your neighbor, let them read it too, because those are the people who are buying books. The, well, you know, you know, so you want to, so you want to be, a, you want to be putting your stuff out to do these two particular communities: people who buy books and people who write books. You know what? You you actually you kind of laughed about that Black Planet, but I'm gonna you know tell my listeners about Black Planet because I'm on there. I got rich and rich entrepreneurs on there. I'm not ashamed of mm -hmm. it. One of the things about it, you know, um, the network you have those. It's like a MySpace. You've got those who are there from MySpace for the social, you know, just aspects of it, and then you've got tons of artists, businesses sure. that are also on there because of the large group that they have on there and Black Planet has a large network. I, I, I don't know, I can't, I don't remember the numbers right now, but I know, it seems like they're like in the 100,000. So if you're talking you, no, about... No, Black Planet is in the it, millions, man. It's is like it in the millions? I knew it was million, high. Yeah. I knew it yeah, was high, so... And, and watch this, even Facebook, I'm like, I'm working on a new novel now, and I, I put excerpts of the new stuff on Facebook, and I get good feedback, and... A lot of people in my Facebook net book network are readers and writers. Yeah. People who are publishing books, people who are writing books, and then people who are reading. Uh, a, a woman got on my Facebook and liked what I was doing with this new book and bought the first book. So again, it, it, all over the place. Well, how do you get it out? Then I have a blog. I have Push Nevada Review, and I'm always putting stuff out there. And then at the same time, I'm always trying to write and hone my craft by, by writing book reviews. Anything, any kind of writing I, I can do, I, I try to do it and always keep it out there, pushing it out to people. 
And I think that one thing that you're mentioning, and I think that the listeners can tell, is that you're actively doing things to promote your book. So you're not waiting for, you know, the big publishing company to do it all for you. You've got some social networking going on. You're doing some blogging right now. And it's a lot of the things that, you know, and you said earlier, you can do these things yourself. And there's a, you know, because we've got this wonderful thing called technology. And it seems like you're making use of it all. Well, watch this. When I signed the contract to do, I was doing a book proposal. As a matter of fact, they sent me the book proposal for Detroit Black Bottom Community. And one of the questions they ask you, and, and, and all publishers are doing big publishers. I'm not talking about self-publishers. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about tra- traditional publishers. They, they want to know how you plan to promote the book. They want to know. What, are you, where, what is the market? How, what kind of market are you going to push it? As a matter of fact, I was living in Arizona at the time, and I'm doing a Detroit book, and one of the things they were concerned about before they sent me the contract was whether or not I was going to be available to be in Detroit to push it. So it's, it's, yeah. it's not just you get this wonderful contract and they do the rest of the work. No, it never ends there. You're always promoting your book any way you can. And, of course, you're, you're probably, your editor or publisher is going to support you. Uh, exactly. But that might just be something as simple as, hey, I'm doing a lecture at a library. <laughs> you know, my uh, publicist will send them some posters. But they want you out there actively pushing your book. And I think that if you're doing a blog and if you're involved in, you know, social networking or if you're, you know, whatever, offline, and we'll talk to you about that too, ask you that question. But any of those things that you're doing, probably before you even get your book out there, you've already got, you know, a network that's built. And so they're probably just waiting. Exactly. Yeah, even the offline network, uh, meeting Adrian Young and Tracy Christian was a good thing for me. Those guys are out there and – and I, and I I'm I'm always uh, feeding off of their energy as well. That's why it's important for me. What I've decided to do is uh, keep a, a a close network with other writers, people who are yeah. uh, who are writing and you know can understand what you're trying to do. And we're always sending each other tips and hookups and all of that kind of stuff. And so the offline, of course, as you know, the offline network is extremely vital. Getting out. Yeah. I don't care if it's going to a club. <laughs> At age of them, they do this kind of stuff. Going to a club yeah. just to show your face. You may not be able to have a book table, but just to meet and greet and other people, and you'd be surprised at who you may meet. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. you become more real when people start to actually, you know, read your blog, see you yeah. out in public, or, you know, mm-hmm. see you on a network. Like, okay, this is a real person, and the more real sure. you are to them, then the more they want to, you know, they want to be a part of what you're doing. So that might end up, you know, they're a customer for life. Oh, man, I've met, I've met people who offered to just, that were believing in what I was doing and just offered to be my assistant on a, on a book signing tour or whatever. And because people are coming out and they're glad to meet you and you're being yeah. down on earth with them and all of that kind of stuff and, it's out there, man. And at the same time, you're building a brand, you know, whether it's Jeremy Williams, Adrian Young, or Push Nevada, or whatever. And it's one thing to buy a person's book, but to be able to meet them and, and socialize with them on a very intimate and personal level is, is good. And people look for yeah. that, too, because a, a lot of, you know, popular writers are very inaccessible. What if you've got somebody right now, um, Jeremy, that they, they've got a book? and they're kind of okay. ready, and they're looking for a publisher or an agent, you know, what do they do? They got that product, and it's, it's ready to go. And now they're trying to, they're sitting and they're wondering, where the heck should I, what's my next step? Get an, get an editor. 
get an editor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I yeah, because I, I need. Those I, kind I'm of serious. A good answer because I, I was looking around and you know the writing and sometimes you know what people send sometimes for just simple things you know editing and you know making sure you proofread is that's important. Well, again, I mean I do meet those kind of people and I I get as I'm on book tour people are giving me discs uh, of or manuscripts to read all the time and and then I review books and and I've read books I've reviewed books that were wonderful books. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if lost some kind of credibility or respectability because the editing was bad. So the first thing you do when you get a product and you feel like, okay, I've tightened it up, I worked on it for twelve years, right, uh, and I'm ready to to submit it to an agent or whatever, get in uh, uh, or an agent, I mean, or, or publisher, get an editor, spend the extra two three hundred bucks and get somebody a professional to go over the book for you. As a matter of fact, an agent will tell you you can even step to a traditional publisher without an agent, by the way. An agent is going to tell you uh, to do that, too. When you call an agent for the interview, they're going to say, well, it hasn't been edited. And, and a lot of times they'll, they'll ask you who, because this is a network, very close uh, society, and they, yeah. they'll ask for a name. And then if, they, if you send it to them and, and, and any flaw, they will throw it in a can and will not take your call. Wow. So get an editor. Get an editor. Get an editor. Yeah. All right, listeners, you heard that. Get an editor first if you've got that masterpiece out there. The other thing that I was going to um, go back to, one of the things that I found really interesting about um, Detroit, um, the Black Bottom community, I we had books, and, you know, we do this sometimes um, where I work at, and, you know, our, we've got a library, and it's just, like, great, and she'll, you know, every quarter she gives us, like, all of these books. And, you know, there was a book that, you know, I got, and I was, like, so amazed about it because it was talking about a, um, a, a, a black American male and his bicycle, bicycle skills, and he was, like, doing his bike. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, gosh, this would be, like, really one of those things that, you know, Spike Lee should, like, bring to the limelight or whatever. I never even knew anything about this. And so, you know, this, I'm just going back to what you said about the Black Bottom community. There wasn't a whole lot out there, and, you know, just kind of bringing it to the forefront. How are you marketing that book right now since it's your, your latest book? Well, one of the most effective ways to do it, and that the uh, my publisher is doing, is I do a lot of uh, library lectures, going to libraries and, uh, or historical societies. My February is filled up with this kind of stuff. But the universities, I personally want to see my book uh, integrated into university curriculum colleges and stuff. And then the schools, uh, we, the, my publisher is marketing it towards schools to try to a K through 12 to to high school to middle school to 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 get it into classroom principles of cause. Yeah, and then so put this in our class. Go ahead. And has has it has anyone used it at all in a classroom setting yet at all? I have heard uh, that two teachers have used them. Uh, I don't know the name of the school in Detroit. Uh, but they wouldn't go through, they wouldn't call me, they would call the Arcadian. Somebody told me, oh, my son said, who had bought the book, my son said the teacher is using the book to some degree. I don't know. But it is yeah. being it is being pushed into university and, and uh, middle schools and high schools. And you're talking about your month of February is kind of booked up. What do you got going on for the month of um, for February? Wow. Where can people, uh, if somebody wants to they hear this show and they want to get out and they want to, 
meet you and get your book and get it autographed or something like that? Go to go to uh, my website and click on a tour link, and it'll take you to my to my tour schedule. But I've been on book tour since October the 26th, and I want to be uh, touring this book straight through May. And I'm getting calls and more dates packed on and packed on and stuff. But February, that's Black History Month. It's a black book, yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to be yeah, doing yeah. a lot of library, a lot of library lectures, a lot of them. So people can come out and get a book and get it signed. And then Barnes & Noble, I'm still doing Walden and Borders book signings and stuff like that. So, I'm again, I'm very accessible, and I am on book tour, and I'm going to be in Detroit, and people can get at me. And then, hey, you, you might be able to – I might – Post on my tour. I'm gonna be down at Mr. Mike's club. Come on down and hang out with me. But I'm out there. Yeah. For that website that you just mentioned, can you tell us what that website is so that listeners can actually go to that and they can find out, you know, where you're gonna be at and find out more about your books? It's pushnevada.com. P-U-S-H-N-E-V-A-H-D-A. dot com. And if you guys want to actually, if you go back to the Blog Talk Radio um, show page for this, um, we have Jeremy Williams' um, books, both the Detroit, the Black Bottom Community, and Push Nevada, the Vicious um, Circle. We actually do have both of those books listed there. So you can do that as well. Um, When you go, when you did your research for the um, Black Bottom Community, do you have an assistant doing your research, or is this something purely you're doing all the research on your own? I'm doing all the research on my own. Um, uh, Burden Historical Collections at uh, Detroit Library, U of M, uh, Bentley, uh, Wayne State, uh, Walter Ruther Archives, those three particularly. Some stuff from Michigan State, but not a lot. I'm working on a new book, the Detroit Urban League, for the same publisher, and most of that will come from U of M because they, they have the Detroit Urban League papers housed there. Okay. So, but I did all of my own stuff. And for, um, I know you right now you're working on your MA. Is that something you're doing now, or is yeah. that something? Okay. So yes, you're busy. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm also in February. I'm gonna begin writing a play. I got a pretty good draft of it. Writing a play based on the Black Bottom book. Oh wow. And I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm gonna be working with uh, Charles Wright African American Museum with that project. They have definitely expressed interest in producing it for me. I, I hope they I hope they're still interested. But I'm gonna definitely write the play. I just well, won't be able to start awesome. on that until February. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, one of the things I always tell folks, you know, because I love to read, and I'll say it again, I love to read. And so one of the things, whenever I'm reading or anything like that, and I know that I'm, I'm going to like the author, then I'm going to go and get everything they have. Because usually when you um, read the first book, then you're going to want to read something else that they, you know, have. So you, we already know that Jeremy has, you know, those two books. So when you go and you buy buy both of them, just save yourself some headache because I can't tell you the amount of times I've actually had my husband tracing around to bookstore to bookstore so I can get a particular book. And you don't want to wait to order it, you mm-hmm. know, especially when you just finish one. Yeah, another thing is, uh, again, I review books and uh, even my uh, – and, and I'm always writing small, short stories or whatever. Go to my blog spot, Push Nevada Review. No, no, it's pushnevada.wordpress.com. Uh, and I'm uh, I'm writing all over the place. Um, so go there, too. And, you know, I noticed that when I was um, going through some of your um, website earlier today, you, you write for a couple of newspapers as well. Uh, 
Yes, I haven't. I, I I haven't in a while. A lot of a lot of them are online, but uh, because I'm trying to finish this novel, and then I have a, a the new history book. Uh, I I haven't been able to do a lot of that lately. As a matter of fact, I'm in the process of reviewing my last two books for a couple of months because I I got to get my own stuff done here. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you get kind of overwhelmed. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, when you're doing these tours, do you um, are you doing the tours with any other authors? Will there be anybody else? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an interesting story. Um, yes, I have done stuff with Adrian Young, but I am looking to uh, do uh, dual book signings with other other folks. I I, I did stuff with a uh, a few a couple of authors. Uh, definitely, uh, I'm Brenda Mizell at Ann Arbor. It was National Authors Day or something like that. We did that together. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I haven't done much of it, but I'm looking forward to doing it. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff with Adrian Young, definitely. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very open to it. Yeah, we also want to have Adrian Young and Tracy Christian back on our show because they were <clears throat> involved, excuse me, in doing so much that, you know, we just couldn't get it in in one hour on the show. We need to really kind of devote some more time yeah. to the both of those young ladies with what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they they are they're doing a whole lot of stuff. They are just a, a network machine. Now are <laughs> you, you asked Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna ask, are you asked um, you know, to go and like do any type of public speaking event, you know, on anything? Because <laughs> you're a reviewer yeah. and you got this busy life going on. Uh, yes, I have the Detroit uh, Writers Guild actually asked me to do a workshop, two. One is for film, uh, screenwriting or something like that. And the other one is uh, a workshop on relationships. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I did read that. I did read that a little bit that you kind of devil in that. Now, do you is your any of your blog like set up for like the relationship question answers or anything like that? Uh, I do a lot of that on Facebook. Uh, and then people, I mean, the stories I write, uh, the, especially the you know the uh, the short stories and, and the first book I did. Uh, you know, there's a lot of relationship stuff going on in you know uh, my my uh, short stories and stuff like that too. And uh, uh, one of the members in the Writers Guild got wind of it and said, hey, we want you to do this workshop. So uh, I'm in the process of setting a date for that, too. Awesome. Now, you say you answer some of those questions on Facebook? Well, yeah, you know, Facebook, you're, a lot, you, you put out, uh, you can do, you know, put writing up, you're writing up. They call it notes, really, in a little note okay. block thing. And I, I'm always doing that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe not and questions. And what is your I might... Facebook account if people are interested in, because you said the thing about relationships, if people are interested in it, getting on Facebook? They, again, they can find that link from the uh, uh, from my uh, website page, but it's called Push Nevada Review. Okay, okay. Yeah, Push, Push Nevada is my writing name, really. As a matter of fact, my, my, my next novel is going to, I'm going to use that pen name, Push Nevada. Okay. Now, is, are there any other networks that um, listeners, fans can connect with you on? Uh, Michigan uh, Literary Network, uh, and I'm really looking forward to doing some things with Sylvia Hubbard. I've reached out to her. We've been uh, trying to create some kind of dialogue so we can figure out what we, how we can work together. But Michigan uh, Literary, I, I try to stay in the context of Detroit, really, because that's where a lot of my uh, creative writing is 
uh, is that's the context for a lot of my creative writing. And I love Detroit, and there are just too many novels I, to, to you know write on the context of Detroit. So I try to stay in that network community. Now, you talked a lot about um, that you do reviewing and everything like that. How does someone get something reviewed by you if they want something reviewed? Uh, it's really easy. You know, you uh, go to send me an email. A lot of people send me their books via uh, getting contact with me via Facebook, or they'll send me an email or whatever. Uh, people are reading my reviews and say, hey, I want you to read my review. And you can go to my website, get the address, mail it to me, I'll review it. You know, put it in the stack, really, and I get to it, and I review it, and I post it. I I write for uh, uh, Urban Books, uh, Urban Bookstores, uh, Pushing About a Review, of course, and Blogging in Black. So awesome. I'll post it at one of those, whichever ones I can get it to, whatever. And do you have but, a timeline for something like that? Because I know, obviously, you said stats, so you you get a lot of these. So is there a timeline for you for you know reviewing these books or anything that you well, know, so the list? Well, it really depends on. Uh, I I always have a stack of books to review on my desk. Uh, they're dwindling now because I'm trying to get them done. But uh, I try to have it read and reviewed within two or three weeks. But if if I don't have any other books to review, or it's a small stack, then you know inside of a two week frame, I try to get it because people want a review right away. You know, they want it the next day if they can get it right. Um, but I try to get it right back to them, and I send them an email with the link of wherever it's posted. And obviously, if it's a long manuscript or something that they're writing, a, a 24-hour turnaround would not be the <laughs> right, expectation. Right. So anyway, but, so you guys hear that. Yeah, they don't understand that. They're like, well, people are pretty. They're humble, and they're glad to get somebody to review it. And Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's on, like, pins and needles. You know, is it going to be good? It, you know, what do I need to do differently? You know, and get that view from somebody with the experience. I, yeah, I've even had people read my book reviews, because I'm very critical, uh, because I do have the academic background. And people have asked me to edit their books. I'm working on a new book. Edit it for me kind of thing. So, yeah, it's amazing. People people really take that uh, book review seriously, especially if it's a good a good review, what they would consider a good review. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, sometimes you they don't get a good review, and, you know, they kind of delete you off all of their pages and sites and stuff. So, oh, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. I won't so say no kinda, names. <laughs> yeah, don't say any names. But no, I guess no, I that won't that's do that. kind of, yeah. And you know, another thing I was just sitting here and I was just thinking about, um, if they do ask you for like editing or whatever, your time is precious. So I'm assuming that you are making sure that you're charging for those services because they're so valuable. If you do actually edit something, or no. Your what was the question again? I'm sorry. I know you were saying just now about editing that you know you have been asked like to edit. Do you do that and do you charge? Oh yeah, I have done. I'm, I've done two and I'm 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 looking to do another one. Uh, but it, it, yeah, oh yes, I, of course I charge. Uh, but at this point, I've had to turn down some too because I just don't have the time and space. You know, to yeah. edit somebody's book is you know sheer time consuming. Very serious yeah. thing, as as you could could imagine, and I just don't have that kind of time. And I know one of the things I was looking at for editing, because you would just think editing, you're thinking about probably your high school or your college days, where you know someone said this word, or you know you got this phrase, or you had a fragment here. But it's not even that. It's also how you have your book set up. 
and may you it's everything for me for me i've even i've even talked to people about the title of the book everything is important but um the interesting thing is a lot of times people will <laughs> send you a book to edit, and what they're really looking for, even if they don't know it, is a ghostwriter. They really want you to, you know, rearrange the entire book, and that's not what an editor does. Uh, so, you know, which I'll do it. I'll do it, but they're not willing to pay the money. Cause How much, too, too, in this, since we're talking about money, what, what's something like that cost? Again, it depends on the book. You really look for word count, and you go from there. It could be anywhere from 600 to 800 to 5,000. It depends on. Mm -hmm. okay. Depends on you know the word count and the structure of the book and and what they want you to do. Because if you're if, if they're asking you to, and a lot of people do this whether they know it or not, they're asking you to rewrite chapters and and this is what I want to say. Can you make it sound like this? Well, you know that's very expensive. Sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Now you mentioned ghostwriting. You know, what do authors feel about ghostwriters? And do we? Do you, have you ever ghostwritten? Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, that's a trick <laughs> I'm question. I'm sorry. Did, did I ask too much? <laughs> well, I'm not going to say no names, regardless. But I believe I I, I have, of course, uh, because. One of the things about being a passionate writer is when somebody it don't have to be a manuscript. It could be, you know, it could be anything. It could be a, a dissertation. I do it all. Um, and at some point while you're going through the book, you're realizing that, you know, it's no longer their voice. It's yours, and you're writing it for them. And, I'm, and I'll do it. I've done it. But a lot of people don't want to pay the money. I don't, you know, of course, they, they're not. A lot of people don't even want to acknowledge you in the book, give you credit for editing it. Which is fine, but that costs. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that seems like hmm. That is but I, good business. I don't. I personally do not want to ghostwrite a book for someone. Mhm. Mm personally, I don't care what. Well, kind what of I was saying, just so my listeners understand, when I say you know that's not good business, I'm just talking about the service. When you have somebody that goes and they take the time out to edit something. You know, you don't get anything for nothing. You know, everything right. costs, and if it's really worth it sure. to you, then it's it's worth it to you. So, and then well, you give people credit. Well, at the same time, uh, when you get used to people on that level where you're editing books, you can weed out the serious people because you're serious if you're willing to pay, right? What I demand, mm -hmm. and you can weed that out in the first conversation on the phone. You start throwing figures out there, and they start getting silent and quiet. Then you know you won't <laughs> take that call no more. You know what I mean? Okay. So you you weed them out, you weed them out immediately. Okay. Now, and for ghostwriting, anybody that's thinking about getting a ghostwriter, or whatever, recommend it. Don't recommend it. Indifferent. What's the question? I'm sorry. For ghostwriting, because you know we hear a lot about that. You know about you know people doing getting ghostwriters. That's something okay. you recommend, and if you do well, recommend it, what would you recommend? Who would you recommend it for? Well, if you're a celebrity, if you're like Jay Z, he, I don't think Jay Z got time to sit down and write a memoir. Somebody's ghost write that for him. We know that. Um, uh, it depends on it. You know, if you watch this, if you call yourself a writer, you got no business hiring a ghost writer. But if you're an actor, a celebrity, a ball player, and you got this busy, wonderful life in that particular profession which had nothing to do with writing, of course, then, yeah, you, you hire somebody to go write and you put your name, you know, My Memoirs by Jay-Z. That's what they do. That's how it go. 
right? Okay. So it depends on, but if you call yourself a writer and that's what you're trying to do, well, come on, why, are you, why do you need a ghostwriter? Very good. Well said, well said. Now, are, is there anything else that you've got coming? I know you've talked about a couple. I, I, there was something else I read on your blog about um, Image of America. Is that yeah, part of Black Bottom community? or how does, that's, that's a part of the, an extension of Arcadia Pub. They do history books, humanities, and stuff like that. And that Black Bottom is part of the Image in America series. I they do postcards also. Okay. I um, so that, yeah. And, um, but at, the, at this point, I'm working on another book for them, and then I want to get my novel done. I want to end the play. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about some of your hobbies because you have some oh. interesting things. <laughs> you ah. have some interesting things on your, uh, your page, and one of them was reruns of Sanford and Son. So you still I love them. that. Are those still coming on? You can buy them. You know, go to rent them. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't that's watch. True. I guess you I don't, can't do the box set. Yeah, I don't watch TV, but I I, I gotta have my Sanford and Son. Woody Allen movies. I love Woody Allen and Sanford and Son. Some Twilight Zone, but uh, I I'm a diehard Sanford and Son fan and Woody Allen. And then, what are some of your other hobbies? I I saw music or create music. Are you creating music or are you? Yes, I'm actually. I'm actually. I, I was in a band before, and uh, I'm actually in the process of recording the soundtrack to the book trailer for my novel. I'm going to do that. And the Denisio Barbier novel. And, yeah, that's part of my hobby. It's just really the – it's the way I unwind, you know, to go into the studio and, you know, just take a six-pack with me and guitar and just jam, really. It's a hobby. And then I noticed that on YouTube you also have um, – you have an excerpt for one of the books. Is it – I don't – is it Push Nevada or is it the – Detroit, I kind of briefly saw it when I was going through and doing my research. Okay. Uh, I, got, I, I, got, I got trailers for both of them. Um, so Is that they, something I think, you did or are you outsourced? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm an artist first. And any time I can create or find some way to create for my own products, I'm going to do it. Awesome. Because, you know, yeah. I looked at some of those services, you know, when I was kind of doing the research when I had Adrian and Christian and trying to immerse myself in, you know, what authors do and kind of learning some of the lingual, not to be a master or anything like that. Those services are pretty expensive for doing those trailers for some of those different books. Yeah, and on that note, and I don't want to blow anybody's hustle, but really you can do that stuff yourself. Come on, it's the technological era, right? And a lot of those, a lot of those, uh, programs, uh, uh, movie video maker is on is on your laptop or your computer anyway, you know, and you can do it yourself yeah. rather than pay two or three hundred bucks for somebody to do it. You can do your own thing. It's just about you know time, I guess, is how willing you are to sit down for an hour or two and do it. But nobody, to me, I've, I've seen people pay other people, and then I've seen people who did their own. The quality is no different. Might be a, you know different in a sense of creativity, but it's really no more. Yeah, what other kind of technology? I hear you. You've said technology a couple of times. What other kind of technology do you delve into that you do on your own to kind of put yourself out there and kind of doing it yourself with your um, with being an author? Well, doing well, your trailers. Yeah, pretty much my a trailer, the Windows, uh, movie makers. Uh, 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 and the uh, uh, 
media player, uh, going into the studio, doing my own music, bringing it back home, dumping it on into a file so I can upload it uh, uh, to the trailer. I'm really getting into that, and my next, uh, the Denicio Barbio trailer is going to be really exciting because I'm a dramatist too, right? It's going to really, really be an exciting trailer. One that like people are just going to feel like, oh, I got to go and buy, buy this book. And people are and that's interested what it's really in about when you do that trailer that you want to you want to draw a buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is really going to. I think it's going to be my magnum opus, right? It's going to be my masterpiece, I think. And I want to be in as much have much as much control over the marketing or whatever uh, artistic direction of it as possible. Which is why I'm doing now, my own soundtrack and doing my own trailer. Now, what about when we're talking about doing it on your own? Um, do you recommend self-publishing or going with a big publishing company? Very good question. First of all, the whole publishing industry is just going in that direction, uh, e-books uh, uh, as well. But, you know, the people are doing good things with self My first book was self-published. The second one was contract. Uh, people are doing great things, wonderful things with the self-publishing and taking it to the, a new level every day. And I think in the next 10 years maybe, the majority of books that are coming out are going to be self-published. People are not just publishing a, self-publishing their books, but they're starting their own countries, uh, uh, companies. Uh, Samara King, she's an author, and she's, she's doing her next book that's coming out. Is going to, she's publishing under her own thing. People are doing their own thing. So the self-publishing thing is, is really good because it cuts off the middleman. Yeah, and you know, I looked at um, some of that, and I was—I just thought, man, that's just wow. It's just—it's almost like, or something like that, where you know that you have the ability to get out there and do something huge just on your own, and you don't have to wait for somebody to discover you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and that's people are taking full advantage of it, and people are are people are are selling their books. You know, they are marketing. Of course, it's a lot more work, but people are not, people are, are making a living as a self-published yeah. writer. It's, it's happening. And, you know, going into 2010, what are some of your goals for 2010? Oh, wow. Uh, to, to, to finish, to have two books out on the market and a play, a play, touring a, a play locally probably because it's a local, it's going to be about the black bottom. Touring my play and releasing the two books, really. That's all I really want to do it. For all of us out here that are listening to the show um, and that, you know, want to do something with writing and we're, you know, we're feeling that inspiration and feeling that motivation after listening to you tonight, you sound like you pretty much have it together. Where do you start? You probably already said it already. I I think I know what you're going to say. Again, just uh, you write. And find, get, don't write to publish. Don't worry about the publishing. That's going to happen. That's why you just decided to be a writer is to get your stuff out there. But start with the smallest thing. Get a blog. Get on Black Planet. They got a blog on Black. Get anywhere you can where you can upload your stuff for free because uh, they're out there. Uh, web books is another one. And, and get into some kind of community, community where you can get critical feedback, particularly from other authors, and just write and start posting your stuff and, Get in the feedback. Get in, find some kind of network, some kind of writer's group or whatever. Writer's group won't teach you how to write, but you can, you know, be in the midst of a captive audience where you can get feedback on your stuff. Do you get writer's block? Yeah, yeah. I, 
Yes. As a matter of fact, I just came up out of probably two or three months of a writer's block. After I finished the Black Bottom book, I was exhausted, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write for a month or two. Uh, How did now, you push through it? I read. I read to get inspiration. Oh. I, I read uh, Truman Capote's uh, Summer's Crossings. I read uh, uh, Zora Neale Hurston biography by Valerie Board. Uh, Boyd. I read uh, Jack Kerouac on the road. Stuff like that. You know, if you can't write, then go and read and find some source of inspiration. Gosh, I think that that's really that's actually a good thing to actually do. And I, I've never actually. Not that I delve in it all the time. I heard somebody actually mention that you kind of see on the TV, you know, people getting these writer's block and they kind of don't do anything. So reading, that's a good thing. You know, go read and you can get past it. Yeah. that I mean, when in, when in doubt, go get a book. <laughs> and Or anything. you can do this. Or you like can that. do this. If you have some drafts, you know, some sketches laying around, if you can't write, then go back through some old sketches and re-edit them, you know, you know, play around with it a little bit, you know, uh, stuff like that. But my first advice would be if you got writer's block, go and read. And for, because we've got like a few minutes that are left here, what, um, what is it, what's your website once again? And if people want to, you know, do anything as far as you said you have, you're on Facebook, can you just name those networks once again for anybody that's listening and want that last bit of information? I'm going to name my website because you can get to all my other places and spaces, literary places and spaces from the website. It's okay. www.pushnevada, that's P-U-S-H-N-E-V-A-H-D-A.com. Go there, my life story is there. Facebook, the blog, everything. Even even radio interviews, everything. My life story is right there. Yeah, I have to get on there and see if I can, what I'm going to come up with, because I'm kind of delving and writing something. Of course, mine is on entrepreneurs. That's my big okay. love. Co-op advertising, that's what I do. So that's okay. one of those are the groups that I have that currently I'm kind of working on. So I have to get on there and see and kind of get somebody to actually take a look at what I'm doing and see if I'm going in the right direction. So okay. that's really, really good. I enjoyed really talking with you. I am so honored to have, you know, authors on my show. Um, it's an entrepreneur show, and I know some people are like, you know, is this a good fit for this type of show? Yeah, definitely, because entrepreneurs are, you know, you're doing whatever your craft is, you're making a living right. at it, you know, either you're doing it part-time, you're doing it full-time, you're getting a full-time income, whatever, you know. So, you know, I cater to all all artists and, you know, all business owners and everyone right. else. One of the things uh-huh. also, what's your uh, very next um, book tour that you got or your next event that's coming up? I have a book lecture at West Bloomfield Library, the suburb of Detroit, January the 28th. And then from February the 6th to the end of the month, I'm going to be at all the libraries, most of the libraries in Detroit, a couple of historical societies, Detroit Historical Society, and et cetera, et cetera. Again, you can get that information from my website. And Jeremy, we um we really enjoyed having you. Is there any last minute that you want to leave us any last thought you want to leave the listeners with? Yeah, I do because this has been on my mind, and I believe I did an article about it with Maven Huggins. Uh, anyway, I believe that if and this is this is for the black community, if black people, if, if readers, writers publishers, whatever you are, if we supported each other, then 
authors could live off of their writing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that if we supported each other of, of, of black book reviewers and writers and publishers and whatever you do, and readers, if we supported each other and bought each other's books uh, and reviewed each other's books, et cetera, then we could get more respect in the publishing industry. I think that's actually good that you mentioned that. One of the um, networks they have, I don't know if they still do it or not. I'm pretty sure that they do, but it's, I think it's called something different. It used to be something called Tag Team Marketing. And Tag Team mm-hmm. Marketing was basically, it was um, black-owned, and so they really did really push you know, um, black people buying black. That's kind of what they were looking at. So I could yeah. see something like that, you know, with someone getting something like that started, you know, a network and, where, you know, that's and it's what happening. you would... Yeah. It, it's happening. It, it's happening definitely in Detroit. I think that if the, if Detroit is going to have any kind of rebirth or renaissance. Uh, it's going to happen in the art community with the artists. I've said this before, uh, but it's happening now. Uh, uh, artists in Detroit, Adrian Young, I can't talk about her enough, and Tracy Christian, people are out there not just writing the books and pumping their own stuff, but they're bringing people, bringing artists and writers, not just writers, but artists, musicians, comedians, bringing them together and talking and discussing and pumping and networking. It's happening right now in Detroit. And, and I think you bring that's a, a, if you bring a lot of bodies together, you also bring a lot of attention. Exactly. And so that's, that's good publicity when you, you know, do something like that. Exactly. I think that's awesome. Thank you for leaving yeah. us with that. I want to take time out right now to thank Jeremy uh, for coming on our show. Please go to um, his website, look at the books that he has there. Uh, Remember my little tidbit I gave you earlier, you know, if you know you're going to like an author, go ahead and get the books. You know, don't, you know, wait to order them or hope that they're going to be in the bookstore or anything like that because you'll get frustrated. Um, As we always do after our blog talk radio show, we are going to be having a summary of this on YouTube. So that will be at www.youtube.com forward slash Rich and Rich Biz. And you can always find us on richandrich.ning.com, our network of entrepreneurs. Yeah, Jeremy, were you saying something? Oh, one more point. And go to, if an author has a website and you're interested in buying the book, of course, buy it, buy it from the author direct. That's very important. Okay. Support the author. Okay. Uh, author. I saw that when I went to your website earlier, I see that you have PayPal, so that's better to do that when you're on those websites than to go to like Amazon.com or something like that. Exactly. Okay, very good. Very good information. Because if you, if you buy it from an author website, you get them 20 bucks, then they get the $20. If you're going through Amazon or a bookstore, then they might only get three of that. So that's the difference. I that's, see. that's what I mean by supporting the author. Yeah. That's huge. Okay. All right. We would like to thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me, Desiree. You are welcome. You are welcome. I was so glad to have you. And um, just so you guys know, Adria Young actually gave me this referral, so I'm very, very grateful to her. So not only is she helping authors, I'm not an author yet, but she's helping, you know, other entrepreneurs. So that's huge. That's big. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that interview um, last week with uh, Adria Young and Tracy Christian, listen to that. Listen to that. Those, both of those women are doing some dynamic things. Um, yeah, you can listen to this show as much as you want to. You can hear Jeremy talk about all the wonderful things, editing, ghostwriting. You can hear it as much as you want to because this is on iTunes and we have our feed. So if you missed the show, 
you know, or your friend missed it and you wanted them to get on it, this is always available. It's a permanent part of my page. We also have Jeremy Williams' bio listed up on the Blog Talk Radio Show. So with Great. that, we'll say good night to Jeremy, and I'll say good night to my listeners. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.